Well, hello, everybody. I got a special treat on the Purpose Mastermind podcast today. I'm going to give you an update from my nephew, Carter. Uh, he told us part of his story about a year ago, and you're getting an update today. So, uh, nephew Carter, it's good to have you on the show today. I'm happy to be back. It's an honor. Last time we were talking, we you got to share some of your story about a bold move that you made. You were living in Indiana, and you had a job that everyone thought was the job of your dreams and the job of their dreams for you, and you and your young wife, and you guys were like, there's just got to be more to life than this. I don't want to put words into your mouth, but it seems like it was kind of like that, and you guys just moved away. Can you give us a snippet? Go back to that time. Why did you guys... Uh, leave your jobs and leave that perfect life you had in Indiana. Why did you leave and move to, to Louisville? So it was actually Lexington, not Louisville, but still in Kentucky. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, we just kind of, things just weren't lining up perfectly um, in our hometown. And, you know, there was an opportunity to move elsewhere. And so we honestly just kind of, boldly took that next step and um, the opportunity came and we knew that you know it might be a little uncomfortable but you know we were at the time we were 22 and 23 and we'd been married for two years and it was like we wanted to get out and experience something different and um, just try a new place out like now's the time and so we kind of just took a leap. I mean, we, I got a, a uh, job offer to work in Lexington, Kentucky, and I had never visited there. Stella had never visited there. Um, the job itself was different. I was in sales, and I had never had a sales job before. So it was a complete um, 180 from what we are currently doing. But, you know, we just felt like we're young. Um, you know, God will take care of us in our hometown, just like he'll take care of us in Lexington, Kentucky. So we just kind of made the jump and it was super fun and it still is super fun. And, uh, we're still, I feel like we're still kind of reaping benefit and fruit from our, our bold decision. I looked at my phone, um, before this call and I went back to a voice message you sent me on July 29th. And you talked about how that move living there like there's been things about it that's been hard, but you said you wouldn't trade it for anything. And you you said something like you, on that message, you said you refused to sacrifice everything in your life for a job. Um, you wanted to live on purpose. So what kind of things have you learned in making this move? Like, let me first of all ask you this. Has, has it, has it paid off? Are you glad you did it? And if so, why? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely glad that I made the decision. Um, you know, I think going into it, like, we knew that there was some risk involved. Like, we could move to a new city and hate it, or I could start a new job and hate it. Um, but we were willing to take that risk. Like, why not? You know, there's no... There was like this pressure prior to leaving. There was like this pressure I felt of like, oh, it has to be the right place. Like, I hope we like it and I hope I enjoy my job and all this stuff. And it's like, you know what? Like, 
<laughs> we're never going to be able to ensure that everything is perfect. Sometimes we just have to go out on a limb and just see what happens. And so um, I definitely don't regret the experience. Luckily, we love it here. Luckily, I'm enjoying my job. Like, things are going well. Um, but I honestly think, like, that situation taught me a lot about priorities. Um, it just taught me to, to, to hold my career loosely and not to put so much pressure on that. Um, and also to hold my marriage loosely, like, and not have this perfect, like, design and plan for what our marriage should look like or where we should be married at, like just kind of holding life loosely itself and just kind of enjoying the journey and being spontaneous and kind of being along for the ride um, and not trying to control every single aspect of it really freed us up, um, freed me up individually, freed us up in our marriage and has allowed for us to live a fruitful life. That you said a mouthful when you when you talked about holding life loosely. You mentioned uh, a phrase um, going out on a limb, and then you mentioned um, being fruitful. There's something about life that makes us want to. The goal is to control it all and never go out on a limb. It feels like that's the way you should go, doesn't it? When you were in when you were in your hometown, was there pressure that's like, okay, here's the tree you're on. Just stay close to the trunk. Don't go out on a limb. Just keep following the trail of breadcrumbs and just stay right here. I just want you to uh, unpack that more, I guess, because I feel like life can make us all live with the goal of never going out on a limb when maybe the goal is to go out far enough on the limb that we actually jump off of it and really live. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, thinking about our lives in our hometown, um, I mean, on paper, our lives were easier and safer. Um, mm. but honestly, like it felt like we were more trapped there than anything. And like, we had our ducks in a row more in our hometown than we do now, but like, it feels easier now. And that was really interesting. Like, like in the journey of moving here, thinking about moving here to Kentucky, like I felt like it was going to be more difficult. Um, I felt like it was going to be harder. And it, it certainly is in some aspects. Like, there are parts of moving away from family and whatnot that are difficult. But, like, it was more difficult to live in our hometown. Um, mm. And even though on paper we had all of our ducks in a row and everything was perfect, we didn't, like, enjoy life the way that we enjoy life now. Wow. Because all the pressure is off of us now. Like we're just able to loosely live and um, just kind of open our hands and just receive things. We don't have to like manipulate our lives and make sure that everything's perfect. So we just kind of embrace like the spontaneousness of like, if that's a word, spontaneousness. It is um, now. 
it is now. Um, we just kind of embraced that. And it's like, it's okay to not have things perfectly figured out on paper and mm. look the part and be everything that everyone wants you to be. Like it's, it's okay to go out on a limb and just kind of open your hands and see what happens. And it's really freeing. You know, it's been I, freeing I, for us to experience that. Yeah, I'm, I'm really amazed. You're talking about something so profound in the Purpose Mastermind, we talk about this in, uh, we have one segment of this where we talk about basically what you're speaking of. Because as humans, we can feel like the goal is to have our ducks in a row. Now, I've never tried to have ducks in a row, like physically. I've never gone to a park and was like, hey, let's get these ducks in a row. <laughs> but I imagine it would be hard to do that. And so the more that you live and the more that you try to do, you have more ducks to line up. And then if you get married, well, do you put your spouse in the row? Do you have to get your spouse's duck in a row? <laughs> do you have to get your marriage ducks in a row? And then you have kids and you're like, well, let's get, get them in the row. And it builds such an incredible, this is why I think anxiety is rampant today, Carter. Because people yeah. are trying to live a life where all their ducks are in a row. And when doing that, you're not capable of living with this, what you called uh, holding our life loosely and allowing things to come to our life instead of trying to force it to happen. Yeah. You're speaking about something very profound. Yeah, so whenever I run at ducks in real life, they fly away from me. So. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that what isn't that what happens in our regular life the more we try to yeah. control people the more we try to control our life it doesn't work it, it runs away from you yeah so it's really a profound thing you've learned at a very young age to be able to uh hold one's life loosely when human instinct makes you think if you want to get the most of life, you you squeeze it greatly instead of holding it loosely. Maybe our life is like sand. Imagine, imagine having a scoop of sand in your hand. Well, to keep the most sand, you just kind of keep your hand open-handed. If you squeeze that sand because you want to hold it, all the sand will seep through your fingers. Holding life loosely, that's an amazing thing. So uh, let's give an example of that from your life where you, recently you had a really big decision to make. For anyone, it's a big decision, buying a house. So how did this living loosely and this trusting that you live with, how did it play out in the purchase of your house? Yeah. So let me preface this by saying um, the end result. So we just recently purchased the house like a week ago. Um, we got to the end result where I think we needed to be. But during the process of that, like there were times when we gripped too tight. Um, and so that was a kind of a learning process for us. Like it definitely wasn't perfect. It's, there's always like a temptation to grip tight. 
Um, mm-hmm. And there's always a struggle of that as well. So in yeah. this house purchase, um, so we moved here a year ago, rented an apartment, obviously just to kind of get down here and you know make sure it's a long-term thing, whatever. Um, it is a long-term thing. We want to stay here. And so the next question is, where are we going to go next? Um, so we kind of laid out all of our options on the table. Um, there were three options for us. We could either stay at our apartment or we could rent another place or we could purchase a home. Um, and all three options were good for different reasons. So we kind of, you know, pros and cons, looked at advantages, disadvantages, of all the options. Ultimately, we really see um, our lives being here long term in Lexington. So we really wanted to buy a house. Um, but it's easy, like, when you decide that you want to be somewhere and you want to purchase a house, it's easy to just kind of rush into that. And, you know, it, it is the biggest financial move of most people's lives purchasing a house. And so it's, it's kind of ironic how we want to rush into the biggest thing that we've ever purchased. Um, yeah. But that's just kind of the instinct. It's like, okay, we're going to be here. Like, we need to get a house. We need to get in the game. We need to get into the market because we're throwing away money by renting. And so, you know, you're you're feeling that pressure. Um, but in reality, you know, we, we listen to Dave Ramsey. He's like a, a financial expert. And he says that renting is not a waste of money, um, but it buys you time buys you patience so we really you know at the same time as we were like kind of freaking out because we wanted to get into a house we were also balancing that with like wisdom and patience um which is difficult but you know we kind of had all the options out um we really wanted to to be patient and to not you know especially especially with our budget like we're big on budget and you know, we want to make sure that we're not getting up over our heads. Um, there's actually one thing you told me a long time ago. You gave me the analogy of purchasing a truck, and you spend so much money on that truck that it sits in your driveway and it yells at you to come out and take it to work because you got to pay for it. Yeah. Hey, you got to, you know, you got to. Hop in the truck and go to work because you got to pay for me. You know, like it's constantly like yelling at you when you're inside your home and you can't get away from it. And so I felt the same way about the house. It's like, I don't want to buy a house that's going to be yelling at me as I'm inside of it. Like, hey, you better get out of here and you you better go get to work or else you're going to get kicked out of me. You know, like that, that fear inside of us um, or that pressure to pay for something worldly. So that was difficult. Um, you know, it's just a balancing act. Like you have to have, we have to have people around us, you know, to help give us wisdom. Um, we had to be open to receiving that wisdom when we did ask people for help. Um, you know, we had to to humble ourselves and not get too ahead of ourselves. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's a big balancing act. Um, thinking about a big home purchase and the pressure of making the right decision and 
do we rent for another year? Like that's just a whole topic on its own. Um, I heard that I heard from, yeah, I heard from your mom that um, a number of times you had offers that were not accepted because people out outbid your, um, your offer. Yeah. So we made like six or seven offers before we got this one. Um, and all of them were over asking price of the house. So it's like, forget the days where you could list a car and it, it's like listing a car for sale. And then you come by and, and say, you know what, I'll give you a hundred dollars over what, he, what you even listed the car for. And they're like, yeah. no, we're going to hold out and see if we get 5,000 over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you, you listed it. You listed it for nine grand. We're offering you nine thousand one hundred, and you're going to wait for a buyer that's going to pay fifteen thousand. Like what? Yeah. And yeah. so the housing market's crazy to where it's just like it doesn't even matter what it's listed for. People are going to pay whatever they want to pay for things. So you know we were fighting against that, and there's this pressure in purchasing a home where like you are affected by other people's decisions. Mm-hmm. And and most decisions, you know, you are affected by other people to an extent in every decision. But with a housing decision, like if you want to get in the game and other people want to get in the game and purchase the same house, you're kind of at the mercy of whatever they want to pay or you're yeah. not going to get anything. And so it's kind of a unique situation. And we had to be really careful not to, like, extend our budget based off of the, the way the market was going and the way other people were paying. So we were tempted, like, you know, if other people are going to pay 15 grand over asking price for a house, we got to do the same. But it's yeah. like, no, we're not a slave to other people's financial decisions. We have yeah. to decide what's best for us and stick to our guns on that. Yeah, I like how you and Stella... Um, and I, and I don't know that you would have done this if you stayed in your hometown. You guys seem to be deciding the life you want to live and you're intentionally pursuing it as opposed to doing what everyone else is doing. Would that be accurate? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think we definitely have we have trusted people and couples around us and we, you know, we try to model our lives off or after our role models and, and whatnot. But I would say definitely like the world. So we've got our, our close community that we really trust. Um, and then we've also got the world over here on the other side. So trying to not emulate the world, trying to, you know, kind of, balance our own desires and the life we want to live with also the wisdom from others around us to kind of help like sharpen us. Mm. It's an interesting balance to have the courage to live your own life, but at the same time, have the wisdom to be able to watch from other people what really works in life. I, I, I don't know if there's anything more devastating than to live a life where we're trying to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. Whether we try to keep up with them or whether we do keep up with them, or even if we pass them, 
we're running the wrong race. You can't win because life is not about the Joneses unless that's your last name. <laughs> yeah. If right. If yeah. If your life isn't, if your name isn't Jones, then <laughs> life is not about keeping up with the Joneses. <laughs> but to have the, I like how you, you said that you, that you guys intentionally look for other couples and people that are living the kind of life you want to live or you're seeing, maybe you're seeing in them the life you want to live and you're kind of, kind of gleaning from that wisdom. Is that what you do? Yeah, absolutely. And you touched on keeping up with the Joneses. I mean, we have that same conversation. Like we have friends with things and houses and, you know, it's easy to like be pressured to to fit in with what they've got, you know. And so we really had to be careful to not um, be pressured into that. Because at the end of the day, like nobody cares what you have. No, like, <laughs> no nobody cares that you have a house or a car or whatever. Right. All they do is they look at your stuff and they want to have your stuff for them they don't care that it's yours they just want it to be theirs and so like we just kind of had a sober moment where it was like hey our friends have these things why would we try to impress them by having the same things yeah they don't care about our things they already have their things yes so really you're just shooting yourself in the foot thinking that people care about your things when nobody, nobody does, and you're the you're the one that's paying for your thing <laughs> that nobody cares about. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm really uh, excited when I hear updates from you and Stella what you're doing. I love how Stella started this uh, cookie business, selling premium cookies for like was it like for baby showers and weddings where she personalizes them and stuff like that. What, what's her business called? It's called Sweeter by Stella, and she runs it out of our apartment right now. Um, so, yeah, she makes, like, specialty sugar cookies for parties and events and other functions and stuff, weddings, stuff like that. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they're, like, premium. They're not just, like, sugar cookies that you obviously buy out of a pack. Like, they're legit, and she spends hours icing these things. So I probably shouldn't say uh, uh, Stella's offering a a um, offer to any of our listeners that if they text <laughs> a certain number, they get two dozen free cookies. We probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't go there. But people can find her by what? Go yeah. to Facebook, Sweeter by Stella yeah. or Instagram? Sweeter, yep, Sweeter by Stella. She's on Facebook and Instagram. I think it'd be cool if like five of our listeners uh, reached out and bought some cookies um, from Stella. Sweeter by Stella. Carter, I love yeah, what you guys are I'm doing. Sure, I'm sure she'd give. I'm sure she'd give a discount. <laughs> a little bit of a discount. Tell them, Mark. Hopefully, sent- we can do. <laughs> well, really, Carter, your guys' lives inspire me. It takes courage to live on purpose. That's what you and Stella are really doing. You have the courage to live on purpose. 
It takes no courage to live in comfort. It takes no courage to do what everyone else is doing. No courage at all. To live on purpose takes courage. And that's what you and Stella have. Courage and a dose of love and a big bucket of freedom. And so thanks for updating us on your life. I've enjoyed this conversation and uh, keep living bold. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. It was fun. Once again, I look forward to the next one. We'll have to do it again because something else is going to come up in your life. Someday we'll be having a conversation about uh, your kids and uh, uh, the, the things going on with them. So as we finish, listeners, I tell you this every time, I'll say it again. Your life has a purpose. You can know that purpose and you can be set free from anything that holds you back from living it out boldly. Now go take on the day.